Here we go. Final seconds. Clutch is his name. Talking sports is his game. End zone. Touchdown with no time left. Pushing the limits. They win on the last play of the ball game. There are no limits. Are you kidding? Who can you count on to make the last throw or shot? Wow, and the game is over. Mikey Clutch. This is the final play. That's right. We are back. This beautiful Wednesday, August the 4th. Chicago, nice, sunny, beautiful weather. Wrote a divvy in to the studio today. And, boy, it's just nice when the weather's this warm. You can enjoy it. Man, we all know the news. I got... It's going to be a quick episode uh, as we're starting a new podcast on the Pinewood Sports Network, a network I have the privilege of being on and in, and while we build this thing from the ground up, uh, check it out. It's going to be the Deep Three Pod, talking about basketball, NBA draft, free agency, and all that. Um, So basically, it's going to be all NFL here on the final play. And then if you guys want to catch some of my basketball takes and all that good stuff, check me out on the Deep, Deep Three Pod on uh, the Pinewood Sports Network. But, yeah, we all heard the news as I was trying to plug that in. Carson Wentz, man. Carson Wentz is now, you know, he had a foot surgery from a bro- broken bone in his foot and looks to be out 5 to 12 weeks. Could be any time before the week before week one. And worst case scenario, back by week seven versus the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, you know, if you heard me saying on many podcasts, many shows before, I thought Carson Wentz was going to have an MVP type season. You know, he's going to be poised and ready to come back out of Philly where all that noise kind of got to his psyche. And... He really didn't have the protection out there. Well, thought he was going to have all the protection here and behind one of the best lines in the NFL, let alone the AFC, probably the second best line in the AFC, but, you know, one of the top three, four lines in the NFL. And he's already out in training camp. So you got to have regular season game experience to get on the same page and build that chemistry up with these new guys and, He's not even going to be able to do that because he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. And not to mention, you know, before I break this down, now Quentin Nelson, same exact injury it looks like. Well, he's definitely got the same exact time frame, 5 to 12 weeks, and that's their best lineman. That That's potentially the best lineman in the whole NFL. And he's going to be out, again, for the foreseeable future, which is going to be really hard for the Colts to, listen, their roster is a Super Bowl roster. But I don't think their roster is a Super Bowl roster with Jacob Eason at, at starting quarterback, who, which that's who's going to start at the moment. I don't know if they're going to be seeking any trades. If I'm the Colts, I try and trade for Teddy Bridgewater. I know I'm hearing all this Nick Foles. That's bull. Nick Foles, you know. You can't get in the same situation where, first of all, Nick Foles had a nice run 
for Philly in that playoff run and the Super Bowl win. That's that's all good and Danny, but he hasn't done anything before that or after that. He's a flash, you know, flash in the pan, as they say. And I don't think he's your answer to be the bridge quarterback until Carson Wentz comes back. You know, this man has a statue in Philly, and Wentz, you know, being the guy that they drafted, thought this was going to be the franchise quarterback for years to come. And Foles has got the statue, not Wentz. And Foles, you know, Wentz gets traded to Indy from Philly to kind of escape that noise of Foles. Foles did it. Foles was our hero. And you're going to bring him back in. And like I said, his psyche was kind of torn down in Philly. And as a Colts organization, you have to work to rebuild that psyche and that mental, you know, confidence that Wentz needs. And that's not going to happen if you bring back Foles. I just, I don't think it works. Foles isn't the guy to be a, you know, to help out there. I, I just, I don't see that. Don't do it, Indy. Go get a Bridgewater or uh, another backup that could kind of salvage this situation. I just, you know, it, it really sucks, too, because Wentz has had an injury basically every single year of his short and young NFL career. It's it's ridiculous. Um, since two, 2015, listen, he's got a hand wrist fracture. 2016, chest rib fracture. Uh, tw- 2017, ACL tear. 2017, well... Same same thing, uh, LCL and ACL tear, I should say. 2018, back vertebral fracture. 2020, head cranial concussion, grade one. And then pedal foot, or pedal foot is what, what they're calling this. So it, it's his injury history, and I don't know why I, I looked away from that. And knowing his history and, and thought, you know, just because change of scenery – his body was going to change with them. And, and you know, Frank Reich said that this injury could have been from a high school injury, and, and here he is here. It was very plain to see that Carson had an old foot injury, probably a high school injury that was a broken foot sometime in high school that he did not know was broken. And then what happened the other day was in the course of practice, over time, whatever the years, something happens, just the right pressure at the right time, the right movement, all of a sudden, that little broken bone that was in there that was lodged in it comes loose. Yeah, so there you have it. You know, Phillip Rivers took this roster to the playoffs and almost upset the Buffalo Bills. That was a really good game in Super Bowl Car Weekend. And, you know, Carson Wentz, we believe, has more talent than Phillip Rivers at this stage, better arm, more mobile. And they were able to go 11-5 and five last year with Phillip Rivers. So this year with this, almost the same roster, that elite defense that they have, and the young dynamic weapons they have on offense, uh, I, I just, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate that this happened again to Carson Wentz. And now Indy is feeling the pain that Philly has felt the past five seasons. Is You're kind of left in limbo with this guy not being available to play. And you put all your chips on the table and pushed them in to rely on this guy. And already, we're not even out of training camp. We're not even a, a week, or we're, we're a week out of training camp. I'm sorry, a week into training camp. 
and he's already going to miss almost two months, maybe two months, maybe three. Who knows? Because looking at his history, he's most likely going to be back at the back end of that timeline or time frame. At the back end of it. And it's just, I feel bad for Carson Wentz that, that, you know, this is the body he was given. This fragile body that can't, just can't keep up with it. He can't keep up with it. So, now Indy is reeling. Well, I don't think they're reeling. Again, I think their roster is good enough to get by until he gets back. If he gets back. And I, I know Philip Rivers is saying, you know, he's not ruling out a return and he's going to stay ready. I would much honestly rather have Phillip Rivers come out of retirement than trade for Nick Foles. And I know the, with Foles' contract, you know, he, he even had, had some things to say at a press conference uh, during Bears training camp. And here's Nick Foles. Listen, Frank Reich is one of my favorite, if not favorite, coaches of all time. He understands me as a player. Um, he understands me as a person. But, you know, right, I, I haven't had any talks with him. I don't know. I'm a Chicago Bear right now. But I think if he knows me. He understands. I mean, y'all watched the 2017 season in the playoffs where he changed the offense and built it around me, and y'all saw what happened. So he understood my mentality as a player, and he was able to build it around me and put me in a successful position and my teammates. But that being said, they have Carson. And Carson and I have a lot of history. I have a lot of respect for Carson. He's a tremendous player. He's going through adversity once again, but he'll bounce back. And you know what? He might miss a few games, but I know he'll be back out there. But we haven't had any talks. So right now I'm a Chicago Bear, and I'm going to keep slinging it with these third stringers, and we're going to dice him up. I like that. Listen, Frank Reich is his favorite, or no, one of his favorites, if not his most favorite coach he's ever played for. Um, that's saying a lot. It, it seems like he wants to be reunited with Frank Reich. Um, I don't know. Is Frank Reich the magic sauce that he's really the only one that can get this type of play out of Nick Foles when we saw in that Super Bowl win in that run in the playoffs? I, I mean, I, I don't know. And... I honestly don't think that he is the answer. There are other options out there. And like I said, I'd much rather have Phillip Rivers come out of retirement and play for the Colts and come back than see Nick Foles go under center for them. Really, I, I just, if if, if you're going to trade for Nick Foles, you might as well be ready to move off of Carson Wentz already because he, he's going to be already mentally fractured from you bringing in Foles, and if Foles has success, and now here Carson Wentz ready to return, but Foles is putting up a winning record. You know they have maybe they're four and one or five and two by that point. That's going to be tough. And if you end up sitting Carson Wentz for Foles again, he's done. He's shattered. There, there's no coming back from that. And Indy might as well. Get rid of him now. Get rid of him now. So they're in a tough spot, and again, that's due to Carson Wentz not being able to stay healthy. And it's just unfortunate. Unfortunate, because I had all the high hopes for this indie team this year with Carson Wentz at, at the quarterback, and we're just we're not going to get the full taste of it. And I should have known better 
actually having hopes for this guy and high hopes to see if he can stay healthy this full season and, and put together a MVP-type season and a playoff run. Carson Wentz just hits that injury bug a little too much. So, in other news, these good old Arizona Cardinals that everybody was was so hyped about when they signed J.J. Watt and got the best corner in the league, Butler, Malcolm Butler, the worst cornerback in the league. And they got some weapons on offense, and old A.J. Green. So, and these guys were poised totally to really lock down that fourth, fourth spot in the NFC West. But we got issues. We got issues. You know, we saw that Collins wanted to be traded. Collins wants to be out of there. He's not happy with the situation. Uh, and it now it looks like Jordan Hicks, the guy who took a team-friendly deal, took a pay cut to free up cap space for the Cardinals to go out and get people in free agency, was now told that Zayvon Collins, the rookie, will get the start. There will be no competition. And you're going to be coming off the bench. Now that's some... Downright shady, grimy, lying going on there in the Arizona Cardinals organization. And that's just, I mean, you can't do that. You you can't have, that's taking advantage of a player because he's trying to get this roster built correctly so that way you guys can go on a championship run here. And, or... Uh, Sorry, I meant Chandler Jones was asking for a trade earlier, not uh, not Collins. Chandler Jones was. But now, yeah, you got Jordan Hicks because Zayvon Collins, the rookie, was told he's going to get the start and there's going to be no competition for that starting job. And Jordan Hicks just wanted to compete, but he kind of feels betrayed, and I agree with him. I mean, this organization clearly isn't tr- treating their players right, and there's some lying and deceit going on in that front office to where – Players are being told one thing, and the actions aren't matching up, and that's going to spell trouble. You know, J.J. Watt was signed to be opposite Chandler Jones, and that's that was going to be the force. J.J. Watt can't do this on his own anymore. He, he just can't. We saw it last year. He played a full 16, only had five sacks, and everybody's like, well, he didn't have anybody to help him. Well, if Chandler Jones gets traded before the start of the season, he's not going to have any help here in Arizona either. And then now you got Jordan Hicks, a great player, linebacker, and now he's upset. I mean, this is not, this is not how you attract free agents in the future. Once they see a couple things be mismanaged and players come out and talk about, I was told this, and then this happened, it's not going to be good for your organization. It's just not going to be good. So Arizona's got some things to clean up already in this training camp. I don't. You know, uh, I hey, I you know my you know my stance on the Arizona Cardinals. 
this is kind of fun for me watching them implode a little bit. I, I it's not completely over. Don't get me wrong. They're they're still going to be viable in the NFC West. I still think they're going to finish fourth, but they got talent to where they're going to win enough games. All right, they're going to be in the conversation at least until the mid midpoint, like last year. And, and last year they kind of nosedived and missed the playoffs. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that situation going on in Arizona as well. No, if you all, all heard, or if you heard this brawl that happened where Daniel Jones was pinned at the end, uh, at the bottom of the pile, Joe Judge was not happy about that. As as you shouldn't be, right? Your, your star quarterback, or your I shouldn't say your star quarterback, your starting quarterback can't get hurt and they again they're one of these teams that put all the chips in the middle to give Daniel Jones the best chance to succeed this year and this is this is the make or break year for Daniel Jones if he goes out there and puts up stinker after stinker with this roster this offensive roster and I don't want to hear oh he's never had these guys all on the field with him at the same time I know there's that stat where Ingram, Barkley, Shepard, and Slayton have only all been on the field with Daniel Jones, I think, a handful of games. But this is, what, year f- three for Daniel Jones? This is the make-it-or-break-it season. Year three, guys have to have things figured out. It doesn't matter who you have around you. You need to be able to do with what you got. There is no coddling and holding hand and excuses. There are no more excuses for Daniel Jones this year. He he, he just, you can't go 11 and 10 touchdown interceptions. You, you just can't in your second year. That's terrible. And if Saquon's back and, and fully ready to go, He's, he's going to help those numbers a lot if he could stay healthy. I'm starting to get worried about Saquon as, uh, now with the injury history too, but maybe those are just two fluke seasons and he'll be back at it. I know he's working hard. He's taking care of his body. But Daniel Jones, I, he, he's got to be better than 62.5% completion percentage. You, ju- you just got to. He didn't even eclipse the 3,000-yard mark. And like I said, 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. And we all know his turnover problems. I believe he turned over the ball more than he did throw touchdowns. That's, that's terrible, yeah. I mean, he had eight fumbles this past season. Eight. So you're going to go 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, eight fumbles? Yikes. Yikes. He's had 20 fumbles in the in his first two seasons. So Daniel Jones, hopefully he's learned how to hold on to that ball and make the right decision. But he's he's done after this year. I, and he's done, I, I say, by week 10, week 11. Uh, depending on who their backup is, maybe he'll finish. Uh, they got Mike Glennon and Clayton Thorson. So maybe you just ride it out with Daniel Jones, get a higher draft pick, and then next year you're drafting your quarterback if he 
continues to play like he does. But the Giants, with this roster, their defense is outstanding. Outstanding. And their offense, they have weapons at every skill position. So this team goes as far as Daniel Jones takes them. And that's a scary feeling if I'm a Giants fan. A scary feeling. Because this defense last year won you some games. And some great games. They beat some good teams last year just because of this defense was on top of everything. I mean, towards the end of the season, they were beating the teams. Seattle, you know, they beat Dallas, which isn't that great, right? But you were holding teams to lower points. Maybe they didn't do as good as I thought they did, but their defense still showed up, right? And when your defense shows up and the offense doesn't, it, it kind of tears the locker room apart because the one guy who's the most important piece on the whole entire team is that quarterback. So if your quarterback's holding you back, oof. That is tough to be around in the locker room. So we'll see, Daniel Jones. Let's see if you take that next step, as I've been saying. You have to take that next step. <sighs> Another news, Niners. Trey Lance was slinging it in spring camp. Won't spend too much time on this because... I got to get going because we got the D3 pod, as I was mentioning. D3 pod. Going to be on the Pinewood Sports Network. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, as you do the final play. But we know Trey Lance is looking damn good in training camp. And Kyle Shanahan, you can tell when Kyle Shanahan likes a player. There's a lot he loves about Trey Lance. And I, I love Jimmy G being the ultimate team guy. Niners tr traded a lot to move up to that number three pick to get Trey Lance. And Garoppolo's been understanding, like, listen, he, he knows he's got to be on the field. And it's just an insurance policy, at least for this year. But everybody knows, the league knows, with Garoppolo at quarterback, listen, he's 22-8 and eight as a starter. It's not a big sample size for how long he's been in the league. I, I get it. But that man wins, and it may not look pretty every game. Uh, really, the Super Bowl run, he had one amazing game, and that was against the Saints where he actually went back and forth with Drew Brees. And Niners ended up winning that one. But uh, Kittle is going to take the crown this year as best tight end. He, he, I, I just have a feeling that he's going to have a big year after the injury last year. Kittle's primed and ready to go. And I'm excited. I'm excited for this Niners team to get this thing going this year. The defense is going to be back and healthy. So let's watch out for that. And the NFC West is going to be way too good of a competition throughout the whole season. They're going to beat each other up. We'll see if any of them are alive standing in the playoffs. But that's going to do it here on the final play. We'll catch you next week. We're almost at the Hall of Fame game. Can't believe football's right around the corner. I know I'm, I'm just as excited as you.
tomorrow, tomorrow, 7 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Dallas versus Pittsburgh. So hard to pick preseason games. But if I had to pick, because the young talent probably going to be playing for Dallas a little more, and they got a lot of it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably pick Dallas in that one to upset Pittsburgh. That'll do it. Taking you out of here. You have just tuned into the final play with Mikey Clutch on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. It's not just sports, it's a way of life.